Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I'll get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh, okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. <laughs> okay, but just this once. Come on in. <laughs> there it is. Now, what uh, a magnificent. We've had that. Movie. We've had that that clip queued up and ready to play for probably 20 weeks now, and we always find a reason not to play it. But yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's really one of our favorites. You know, um, these are like th- those kind of parodies are some of the best stupid movies. Um, I, I think that we all got so um, <clears throat> fatigued by them when like <laughs> yeah. scary movies started coming out and high school movie. And like, it became an actual, not just like a genre, but it became like a studio or like a production company. It seemed like right, that was right. just doing these like five of these a year, almost like the Marvel machine, but for something that was less needed right. <laughs> or wanted or, or it had <laughs> right. no fan base. For right. And so I think we all got worn out of them. But if you go back, I mean, I, I don't know how everybody else feels for me and kind of coming up on Mel Brooks and stuff, you know, stupid comedy and watching Chevy Chase and stuff like that. Like that stuff is hysterical to me and always gets me and like Naked Gun Airplane, which I think kind of launched the genre. Sure. But growing up, I mean, I just remember Robin Hood Minutites and I remember um, Hot Shots Part Two. you know, all these movies oh, yeah, that I just Shots. thought were fantastic spoof parodies of right. things that were already out there. And this is one of the best. Like, walk I hard think is walk smarter hard. than all of those. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, airplane is pretty great, but it, but right. there's a stupidity that this uh, walk hard just is so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're, I, look, they're dumb by their nature. The genre yeah, is supposed to be stupid. Gonna be and here is a movie that is so smart about how it tracks every music biop you've seen right. like it i mean it hits every beat perfectly unapologetically on the nose yeah in such a funny way and like you said but in a genre that's so stupid like i don't know it's pretty well great. it's wonderful and one of one of our favorites for sure one of the best comedies ever um yeah so, if you haven't yeah. seen that one man, yeah come on definitely... i mean john c Riley, and also there's so many good people in it i, I think mean, it's on netflix right now or it's on one of the major streaming services yeah so it's on everybody watching that card right now um so good yeah wonderful i'm glad we played that clip and uh now we're gonna go smoke some weed um <laughs> so uh, it's not habit forming oh, it real, real quick, I, know we're, I know we always go too long and i'm already digressing but i think i may have talked to this before did i ever tell you about when tim motos came to goldsboro north carolina you've, my to- you've told me this story i don't know that you've told it on the podcast though holy shit well just briefly i mean it's a place he never really should have come right. to do comedy um, I don't mean that, that – well, that sounded like a, a racial thing. But yeah, yeah. I just mean like in terms of people being His kind style of – what's the Yeah, what's the nice way to say this? Like a little more into the comedy scene and understanding what comedy is right. in the modern era. 
as right. opposed to like, you know, saying, well, I loved Bill Cosby when he was on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or I liked Cheers. So anyway, he came and it was it was self-deprecating, but it was also like, you know, kind of shitting on Goldsberry. It's like, what am I doing here? Well, I got a divorce, so I got to be here. <laughs> like, you know, like I would be in a plane <laughs> flying over here if I was Will, Will Ferrell. Stuff that's funny. And people got up and left. And walked oh my out. God. And it was embarrassing. Like my buddy Michael uh, Ellis, who's a realtor out there, but but just lo- you know, he's he loves the town. He literally is part of the infrastructure of the town and building yep. up the town. And he thought it was hysterical. And he was like, it's just a bummer because they were trying to bring in things that Goldsboro wouldn't normally get. So this right. is one of the big things they got. At the end of each season, they would have this series of shows, and it would be like local theater stuff. And then finally, hey, we got a big name for the end, and people just got up and left. And it's like, well, we're not going to be able to keep doing this right. if people are so like, you know, injured. Yeah, like by, how do you like, build, build culture and awareness if you don't have exposure oh, to man. D- new different things? Or at least and, have and they also to didn't. Them, yeah. They also didn't get like at one point he was like, bring me my book because he wasn't landing any jokes. So he literally brought had someone bring his notebook out, and people were like, he couldn't even remember his jokes. Oh, God. And it's like, dude. That's, it was part of the act. Like, granted, he did bring it out, but he made it part of the comedy. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Whatever. That's enough of me crapping on no, that's, my hometown. A lot of great people there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, that's funny, though. Um, I like Tim so. Meadows a lot, and he's he's going to come up because I'm going to talk about uh, something else with him in a, in a minute. But right. uh, let's talk about some uh, some stuff we've been watching. There's been quite a few, uh, uh, like, uh, streaming movie, big, big, big streaming movies. Uh, yeah. Netflix, Hulu, and Apple all released huge movies uh in the last uh, week or two uh, i've watched all three of them um those would be palm springs on hulu greyhound on mm-hmm. apple and old guard mm-hmm. on netflix so did you watch all three of those uh other than greyhound okay. i've seen um the, you said the old guard and palm springs right yeah, yeah that's it yeah so we watched the old guard and palm springs back to back in one night i've been on, we've been on a tear i've been cool, watching a cool. bunch of stuff yeah but um and what was funny about it is as different as those movies are we were basically like okay we're we're dealing with a similar theme here where people can't break out of you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. which take do you prefer the warrior take where right. they're immortal or the take where they're in a time loop and it's comedy uh, and they're just yeah. looping around uh, and they all reminded us of Groundhog Day which we have of also course, yeah. you and I have watched in this uh, during this quarantine yeah um, but uh, I I liked both of the two that I've seen mm-hmm. um, I you know they're not maybe all timers for me but I I thought both were really enjoyable and both were funny I saw some people kind of bitching about Old Guard but. We enjoyed it. We had fun. I don't fun think action. I'll bitch about it, but I will say that it 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 is uh it's tonally just kind of sterile to me. It's problematic um, in some places. I don't know that I uh, I don't know that I dislike kind of any choice they made, but I don't mm-hmm. have any strong uh kind of attachment to anything That's they did. That's a great either. way of putting it. Uh, yeah. I, I uh, yeah, so it's not bad. Um, I, I think honestly, it's not bad and it's not special. One, of, it's yeah, it doesn't feel special at all. One of the only things that I guess I would critique is that, oddly enough, Charlize, who is such a great actress, um, is kind of not. I'm not her character. Just is kind of not basic. Everybody else I liked more than her. Yeah. Yeah, um, which that. is weird. Normally, you, ha- you know, you see new people and ensembles and you're just kind of like, oh, who are these people? You know, um, yeah. but I don't know. It just felt a little overly moody and emotional. Um, not that it shouldn't be. I mean, they were trying something new. I mean, it's not just a big dumb action movie. They're, these are these are stories about people with real stakes of, of you know, hundreds or thousands of years of of being stuck in this yeah. life. Yeah. 
and uh and you know and so they attempt to touch on the emotionality and and the, the kind of the horror of that and how it really kind of screws you up because mm-hmm. of what you've uh, <laughs> been exposed to over centuries but at the same time I don't know. It just felt it felt very basic. And I uh, agree with you. I think it felt yeah. a really odd. I think the reason I didn't mind it so much is because watching the trailer, there was nothing that made me want to mm. see it outside of just like, okay, yeah. Charlie's and it's a big movie and people are talking about it. Yeah. I think it's it's just an odd choice. Like it seems I talk about this with you a lot, but I always wonder, like, who told this story? What was the motivation? Like, why did they choose this? Right. right? This doesn't seem like one necessarily that anyone chose because, well, this is what people want right now. So we're so we're boxing it up and packaging it, even if I don't care that much about it. Right. And it also didn't feel like one that you would just kind of anyone would really come up with and say, "This is the movie I want to tell." It was just kind of a weird right. choice. Like there, I don't know. There, there are movies that I, if you tell me somebody wants to make an Indiana Jones type of movie or an Uncharted movie, you know what I mean? And they're mm-hmm. it's an adventure and they're going into caves and stuff. Like I get that, right? Like we know that genre, and I know people are always inventing new things. So I don't want to put limits on creativity. Sure. But it also felt like what an odd sort of backdrop to set this in. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't know. Well, it's why based on a comic, and I don't know how okay. that. Well, yeah, it, it, it is based on a. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, sure, <laughs> everything is. It now. is based on a comic, <laughs> and it, it. I'm sure it got its. It, it made its way to. This is was produced by Shirley's production company, so uh-huh. um, you know, made it its way to her, and she, you know. Uh, one thing I totally forgot to write down, but I had the thought throughout was just like, this is so similar of a background concept to Hancock, which she starred in also yeah. that I was just which like, I also didn't think worked. Right. Exactly. Like, that was another one that, where it was like, this is exactly my point is that it, kind of the guts of it. What the, what the basis for the character is, is so similar. Like someone that's been alive forever, considered a God, um, you know, is drunk because they can't fucking deal anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's just like, it's the same. Um, yeah. obviously Hancock was, it was directed, I think by Peter Berg. And I think Peter Berg is a really uh, shitty director. Um, mm. but uh, this was, I think more competently made. Um, but I just think it's weird that she's in two of these identical. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously the movies yeah. aren't identical, but in terms of like <laughs> when she when she read it, did she go like, "Ooh, another one just like that other one I did." You know, right, great. Right. Let's do it. It just seems odd. But anyways, you know, the better way to do this is to take the Stargate approach and have the person who people think is a god and then have the alcoholic who can't deal be the soldier going after him. Oh, right, right, Russell. right, right. That's the way you do you it. You know, you so it. guys, we watched uh we watched um Stargate Brand the other movie, night Stargate over, over Zoom. Um, yeah, the original Stargate. And uh, we watched it the other night. And uh, I'm I, as much as his uh, squared off haircut, Kurt Russell's squared <laughs> off haircut is kind of iconic and kind of interesting yeah. for the time and everything. The first shot of him when he's in the bedroom and his hair oh, is man. just like beachy Those surfer, like long knots. hair. I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm. What do they call it when you're when you're sad for something that doesn't exist? Like you're, you know, I, I just I'm like feeling like, oh man, if he had just had that hair the whole movie, it would have been ten percent better. Oh, uh, that's uh, hilarious! <laughs> his anyways. squared off hair is as much like an action figure toy soldier Did you could ever have that. on a real. Just said that she was yeah. like, he looks like the small soldier. Shout guy. out to my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was like, "Wait, wait, wait! What does he look like? Something yeah, animated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, something not real, something pretty plastic. Great. Pretty great. Um, well, um, just yeah. real last thing to go yeah, back, yeah. kind of go back to old guard. There was like one moment in the entire movie 
and this isn't like anything super original with anybody that lived forever, but that really like landed with me. I thought was strong when they spoiler alert, uh, the girl gets um, caged underwater and mm-hmm. she's just there. Mm-hmm. And I know they bring that back. There's a callback mm-hmm. at the end. Um, that was kind of a chilling thing. And, you know, you, oh, it, with any of these things, kind of like I kept thinking about Highland, Highlander. I don't know if you've ever seen Highlander. Uh, but, no. Um, same type of thing. Anytime you've got these immortals and stuff and they're dealing with this stuff. Um, that was a terrifying moment. But outside of that, again, it was kind of like it just felt not explored enough as a world. If yeah. you're going to get in there and touch it, touch on it, and then right. you just have some action scenes and they occasionally talk about all the people I know are gone. Like, it's like we know that already, you know, and it it just didn't, I don't know, it felt half-baked. I guess. Yeah, that's, you know, and the more I think about it, I think about how we get lots of flashbacks throughout the movie of them in these other eras. Right. But how interesting would it have been to start with that? Because they don't, right? They're always flashbacks. And I honestly, that first 10 minutes of the movie where they all come together is just like so boring and there's no fanfare. There's no, I guess, I guess that's deliberate. But just to... To juxtapose, you know, old footage, a, a scenario that is, um, you know, r- like do a really emotional scene where they die mm-hmm. in each other's mm-hmm. arms and then they cut to they're on a bus or something. And right. it's just, it, it would right. be such a whiplash, such a, right. you know, maybe that's a little hacky, but it just feels like something more impactful right out of the gate would have been cool. Yeah. And yeah. it starts with like virtually nothing. It's just like people well, are coming together in an office, with, you know, in a room, you know? Right. And this is part of the problem with a lot of the stuff today, I think, because, you know, the way they set things up today is always for a series. And you can tell at the end of this one that they want to continue. Yeah. This is oh, not a thousand percent. Yeah. So I almost feel like a lot of times, I mean, I could complain about this with like, and I have with like a force awakens or anything like that too, where you're, you're not actually telling the complete story. Like I, I'm all for yeah. series and sequels. Like I enjoy right. them, but I also think the thing should be contained. You know what I mean? With Excellent very few point. exceptions, yeah. Yeah. it should be contained yeah. and you should give us enough for it to stand alone. Well, and then it if be you're a movie, sequels. especially, yeah. you know, it's yeah, like, not, if yeah, you want to do this, episode. do a TV show. Yeah. That's what we've blurred yeah. the lines to more than yeah. ever now. Right? right. Like TV and movies have all kind of blurred. Spielberg was right, dude. We can't have movies. <laughs> yeah. no, just kidding. Um, but, but That's honestly, like yeah. we've blurred the lines more and more. And I do think we've kind of lost sort of the beginning, middle and end uh, sort of structure that yeah. I like. Um, right. Anyway, so that, and that's enough about the old guard. That's a that's a lot about the old guard. It, it, well, the last thing I'll say <laughs> that's funny. Uh, the, the last thing I'll say about it is it is now a top ten movie for Netflix of all time, and it oh, so wow, the, okay. the number is seventy two million houses uh, watched it. Well, what the fuck? There do we know are that? yeah, right. Uh, there are uh, very few that are above that, but uh, off uh, awfully uh. enough, off uh, oddly enough. Um, what was the uh, murder mystery? The uh, yeah. Aniston, yeah. Uh, whatever, uh, is like at 84 million households. So it hasn't been murder mystery yet. See, this is what calls into the quality of anything that's the top of <laughs> sure. like the Netflix brand. I do feel Crazy, like we've right? lowered the bar in terms of what we think is great. But then again, society reflects what people like. And right. if we like B-movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, it, when you're sitting at home, you like more. And maybe this is what we lose not going to the theater. I think people are more inclined to go to that special movie in the theater. I yes. mean, you and me, we'll go to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people are more inclined, I think, the average Joe to go to the special movie in the theater. And if they're just streaming at home, they kind of want to be half in, half out on their phone a little bit. I mean, we all fall into this song. The only and maybe that's why these exception the to that is that an indie movie that is getting a theatrical release, a true indie movie, mm-hmm. low budget, it's incredibly hard for them to get any traction or make any right. money in a theater. And You're so right. we Should see them, but like a few people go. 
You know, oh, when you know. look at and the I numbers when I was home like, in Goldsboro, uh, you and then you don't everything. have access, right? Yeah, we talk about it, and I'd just be like, "Dude, I can't." That's not so. With the exception here. of the major markets, uh, New York, LA, San Francisco, mm-hmm. Austin, maybe mm-hmm. um, you don't see those. Uh, yeah. But now yeah. this this idea that things are being forced into VOD and home um, is, I think, incredibly interesting for indie movies. Now that doesn't right. mean that we don't want theaters to reopen soon and all this stuff. But, oh God, of course. Um, but I think it. I, I think there's got to be some positivity in that for that. that for no, that definitely. Market. And look, I'm yeah. all for this, man. I, yeah. I want the more platforms, the better. I just don't want right. to lose one. Right. That is my favorite in order. You know what I mean? Like oh, 100%, when, when home video yeah. came in, look, that's how so many of the movies I first experienced and I'm a movie fanatic yeah. were because we had VHS. That's like very I would have never situation. seen movies yeah. that couldn't get re-released to theaters, you know, like mm-hmm. by the eighties and stuff like, and I think that's great and that's good. And yeah. you know, DVDs, Blu-rays, everything now streaming, but um, I just don't want to, you know, lose the thing that, uh, the original way it was meant to be seen. And um, absolutely. Things, I think are I'm going to throw out a couple that I saw before we talk about Palm Springs. Okay. Um, right. We'll kind of maybe. Well, wait, wait, how was Greyhound? Just tell me kind of. I'm going to. Yeah. So between. Greyhound is the first one I want to say. So Greyhound, um, I was okay. So two things. Greyhound was supposed to be a theater release. Um, I, for some reason, I'm sure it was financial, but for some reason they didn't stick it out. They didn't say, okay, well, we'll wait and we'll release it when theaters reopen, uh-huh. um, which a lot of movies are making that decision now. Um, right. But Apple swooped in and bought it. So Apple did not produce this movie. This is a Sony Pictures movie produced by Stage Six, which oh, when right. we yeah, worked at Sony, um, and, and I think still, Stage Six is like a low-budget BC oh, yeah. movie arm of Sony. Flicks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and on virtually everything that they ever did, at least while we were working there, was kind of something that we didn't care about. Fa- fast and dirty. You know? What almost would be like yeah. a TV movie. But and exactly. a lot of them were really good, but they were... You know, they were notorious for, uh, yeah, all that stuff. So, anyways, the point is... Um, like they're below screen gems. <laughs> like screen yeah. gems is yeah, no, for one sure. not down and then stage six. So anyways, the point is it's stage six and um and it shows uh in certain ways. Uh I would say it shows in the sense that um there's not a whole lot of, of different environments in the movie. It's like mm. the ship, but mostly the bridge of the ship. Um, lots of leaning out and looking at what's going on around them, around the ship. And then there's right, one or two right. other scenes, maybe literally one scene that's on a, uh, in a location. Um, and it's the one scene with Elizabeth Shue. Like it's, it's billed as like Tom Hanks and then Elizabeth Shue. And she's in one scene, um, one short scene. And it's not even a significant – it's not that significant. Anyways, the point is it shows that it's a stage six movie. But at the same time, I was worried a lot about the visual effects. Looking at the trailers and right. stuff, I was like, it right. looks really cheap. But then you think about stage six and you're like, all right. So even though Sony um, uh, you know, uh, um, probably did the visual effects, mm-hmm. it still didn't have much money for the visual effects. Right, right, right. By the middle of the movie, I had completely – not only not only given them a big pass on anything that was going to happen but uh it really isn't that bad the visual effects were not as bad as as i thought they would be right and on. that as they seemed as at the beginning but the big takeaway for me is that it is a highly highly technical and very focused movie about ship to ship and ship to u-boat warfare 
Um, it is See, not super a it's not a big love story. It's not a big right. drama. Right. It's not a big you know overly um, uh, uh, written you know movie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Tom Hanks mm-hmm. wrote it, and fucking props to him. He's obviously made some great movies, but he's also made stuff that people don't care about, like Larry Crown. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, he also wrote and directed, you know, that thing you do. Is yeah, everybody misses on great. So anyways, the point is uh, Tom is great. The writing is great. It's so, so specific. And I think uh, I think almost anybody that's interested in anything technical, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but especially this era of war film, um, will love it. It's it's great. Um, I I. I kind of wish that I had seen it in a theater, but kind of it's that thing. I heard that Tom Hanks was bummed that it didn't get to. So this is, this was my, this was my reaction to what he said. He was kind of like, Oh, this breaks my heart that it's not being seen on the big screen. I think it might've suffered from it because the visual effects are not as top notch. I think it might've suffered on a big screen. I think Uh, it might've looked like a TV movie up on a big screen. Um, But uh, so that's why I think it might've been perfect. Um, but anyways, uh, I highly recommend it. It's on Apple. You got to have Apple. You got to subscribe. And um, and Apple's got lots of other stuff coming up. I think so. Um, definitely, definitely check out Apple's uh, you know TV Plus streaming service. Yeah, right um, the other one, I don't know if you saw this, but it's a it's a an indie horror movie that just came out called Relic. No, um, I can tell you, I've not seen that. It's getting pretty good reviews. Um, it's definitely very indie, and it's like the third Australian film I've watched in the last couple of weeks, um, mm. which is weird. I, do, I you know, I, I, I can't. If someone asked me, like, name some Australian films, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know one, I don't know one. Um, but in like two weeks, I've watched three where I'm just seeing all of the, you know, the logos at the beginning, and it's like film Australia yeah. and all this stuff. And yeah. Like, oh, interesting. This is so funny because um, I just watched The Nightingale not long ago, so I know that's Australian. And oh, outside I don't of that, know I couldn't tell is. you any either yeah (laughs) that's the thing right so uh but relic is a horror film it's an indie horror um starring emily mortimer uh who you know from uh yeah a lot of stuff um she was uh she was on the newsroom and Mm -hmm. a bunch of other stuff um but essentially it's a haunted house movie um and uh and it focuses more specifically on like old age and you know uh, and end of life kind of horror um, right. but, uh, highly recommend that also, um, really good, really simple, you know, good horror movie. Um, and so I think that brings us around to Palm Springs, which is probably the, f- my favorite thing I've watched in the last couple yeah, we, of weeks. We had what a lot of fun think? with that. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, we both really enjoyed it. Just breezed right through it. Um, I, you know, Sandberg's just funny to me. I, yeah. I, I think he's, he's funny. I thought, um, I'm blanking on the actress's name. Kristen Melody. Yeah, I thought she did a really great job too. She's I like the great. J.K. Simmons kind of side story. Like, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. what you're getting into from the trailer, yes. even though it's still a fun ride. But throwing him in really was kind of the curveball in it. And mm-hmm. I liked how they addressed him at the end, also. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like how they addressed all of these things. And it was just fun, man. We at this really point well we done. have seen, you know, with Groundhog Day, with even something like Edge of Tomorrow. You know, we really mm-hmm. have seen this time loop concept. Yeah. A lot. Whereas I think if you went back like 20 years, it was, it was a very, oh, we've seen this maybe once. Like I don't think it was in the, yeah. yeah the well, that's why in the movie much. he says something like, it's your classic uh, yeah. repeating and, the day that's, story. That's exactly where I was going, <laughs> where I was just like, you know, at this point, just like time travel was 30, yeah. 40 years ago. Exactly. Now you can kind of go, we're in a time it's, loop. You know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, you, you know. And you know, you know these goes. things can be hilarious and also touch on some profound ideas, even if they're just kind of 
grazing over them. You know what I mean? Like not not in any kind of real depth. But um, and I thought this movie did that. I thought it did everything it set out to do. Absolutely. So. The director and the writer are both relatively new, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have very few credits. Uh, and um, Andy Samberg is not someone I think of that I'm like a huge fan of. But then, you know, after watching this, I'm like, you know, by and large, I am pretty much mm-hmm. everything he does. I like a lot. I'm not a Brooklyn nine, nine person. Cause I don't really watch half hour comedies like that. I can't mm-hmm. get into it. And I've, I've seen some clips and stuff and I'm just like, this mm-hmm. is boring to me. Um, so I'll, I'll never get on board with that, but the movies that he's in and most of the stuff they ever did for SNL. And then all of you think about lonely Island. They did so many, um, yeah. they did so many like made for TV specials. You know, there were right. multiple of them and, uh, they're all That's great. Where he's like I legendary. Just loved yeah. Th- all. Those of them. are the things where he's so unique and and he's kind of like no one else, or they are kind of like right. no one else. And that's what yeah, they'll always be is doing remembered that. for. But in the in the way that there's he's so talented in that way, I don't think in films he's particularly like above anyone else like talented that's and that's what thing, i think is right? great about palm springs and things like that because i think he's in the same way we were talking about pete davidson i feel like he is he's chosen a couple of projects including mm-hmm. this one that are just right in order to maximize you know what he can do yeah. without necessarily being the most talented in that way like i think the lonely island stuff he's he's hits it out of the park every time yeah but with this stuff i really do think he's got to choose the right vehicle you know well and he's and very he good at that, that. i think that's one. his yeah. talent is yeah surrounding himself with the right people and then the yeah. rest of the lonely island guys obviously help out a significant somebody amount. said i can't remember if it was tom hanks or not but somebody said uh, uh, more important than talent for an actor is their decision making their choices yeah. which yeah. is kind of a crapshoot he said like not that talent's not that's important, a good quote but he was though, like, yeah or maybe he said as important as that mm-hmm. is what choices you make and I think that's that's true in a sure. lot of ways. So anyway, well, but yeah, yeah, we both liked it. I really loved it and um, obviously highly recommend it. And we're going to talk about some more uh, Andy Samberg stuff later. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Did I watch anything else? I, this is real quick. Other than that, I'm still banging through all the Bond movies with the Bond group. Yeah. We, this yeah, week, I'll we, talk Bond with you anytime. We, you we did that. Goldfinger and Thunderball this week or these last two Fridays. So those were great. Um, Don't even break though, my heart. yeah, did people? I know they're dated, but did people enjoy them or what? Um, I, you know, less so on Thunderball. I'm not a mm-hmm. big Thunderball fan, even though it, it, you know, it was the biggest one that you know it. They obviously kept ramping it up with Connery, and they kept right, you know, right. pushing for the limits. It's hard not to super appreciate the amount of groundbreaking underwater stuff. And oh yeah, all, I, I yeah. mean it's mind-blowing for 65. They spend too much time there because at the time, yeah, it was incredible, and the, now it's I kept, not. I kept saying so, that. Everybody kept, yeah. under, you know, kind of reiterating, yeah, okay, we got to think about what year this is. You know, we hadn't even yeah, landed yeah, on the moon yet. Sure. It's, like, crazy. Yeah. So, um, but... We still but, haven't, Kelly. Don't yeah, you know right. anything? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's it, right? Uh, I did a lot anyway. of science on the internet, and I figured it out. So, uh, anyways... Point is, I enjoy Goldfinger. It's it's still not in my top, you know, three, four, or five. But it, oh, it's I enjoy the it for me. Um, I'd put it like maybe six or seven mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Um, whereas Thunderball is like many, many right. below that. Um, but we're almost done because we only have 
we only have the next two Conneries, uh, which uh, we've already watched Blazonby, you know, Honor Majesties. So it's just the next two Conneries, and then we're gonna watch Never Say Never again, which is will be exciting. So oh yeah, um, yeah. that's the uh, Thunderball remake in the eighties. Right. So that'll which be. Uh, I'm excited. You know, you know, you know what's um, what's interesting about like you just mentioned Goldfinger and Thunderball, and it is hard to rank anything that goes through so many decades because things are so different, and yeah. you got to think about the context and everything else. But Goldfinger, you know, we've talked about a bunch is the one that always gets the credit for inventing the formula, right? It becomes kind of the comic booky, like Dr. Yes. No is kind of that way, but not full out. It's a little more grounded. And then from Rush with Love is totally grounded. That's just an espionage movie that has totally, it. Totally. And, that, and I love that one for that. But by Goldfinger, you really have the maniacal uh, monologuing villain who's going to, have a heist at Fort Knox and you know, all these things. And you there's a, a group flying circus you got of your women. Car, you got yeah. your, all of your nonsensical. Everything. Yeah. The car know. is a big part of it. The mm-hmm. opening teaser has finally been established yep. as, you know, that whole opening teaser where he pulls off the wetsuit and he's got the touch. It's perfect. Yep. But Thunderball also, when you think about it, like is sort of the standard story kind of beyond bond where, Hey, nukes were hijacked. Mm-hmm. We've got this much time. Send our best in. Right. Like, and, and there's a shark pool, you know, all of these elements yep. are right. But they're all also all dated, like like you say, like it's hard modern audiences to get their heads around them. So these, I think, are sta- they have all the elements and they're standard, you know, for what you would want. And yeah. sometimes it's still people don't you know enjoy them as much just because we're in. It's, you know, it's two, dated because right of the pacing. It would be interesting, an interesting project exactly. just to re-edit Thunderball. Like yeah, even oh, just for fun, because it feels like there's a movie in there that's great. All the, for all sure. the pieces are there, but um, a bit too long. Yeah, even though it's yeah. not, it doesn't. It's not really super long. I think it was the longest Bond movie at the time, maybe at mm-hmm. like two hours nine minutes or something. But if it was like one forty-five or something, that would be right, right. that would be cool. Um, and dude, the scuba diving's cool, and the battle underwater yeah. where they're yes. parachuting out the these Navy right. SEAL type guys is awesome. It's just that it just then moves so slowly yeah. the, the actual action, I mean, and it goes for so long because they're again they're hey look what we can do. They do like, some they speed want, ramping, they, but you know well they wanted enough, to do yeah. Thunderball first. That was going to be their first pick for the feature. They wanted mm-hmm. to do this movie, and then they right. just the underwater stuff wasn't there yet. So oh, they went with interesting. Dr. No. Yeah, so yeah. that's why that one got pushed back. But um, but yeah, I think you make a good point. I mean, I think. If you did a graph and you wrote all these things out, I think mm-hmm. Goldfinger and Thunderball would be up at the top. Goldfinger still yeah. kind of at the top for me. I have a real nostalgic kick for that one. Yeah, uh, an odd job, and you know the first great henchman and all that stuff. Sure, but um, but yeah, if you if you redid all these kind of in the same time, I wonder what that would jumble as far as uh, kind of our ordering and our enjoyment of these things. Cause yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, last thing on movies, uh, just one that I clicked play on was Double Jeopardy, which is oh, one wow. that when when Double Jeopardy. Uh, was first out, which is late 90s, maybe 98, 97, something like that. I must have watched it a hundred times. Like it's for some <laughs> yeah, reason one of those movie. movies that I watched so many times. And we were talking before the podcast about movies that they just don't make them like that anymore. Oh, and yeah. that's how yeah. I feel about that one. It is an R-rated, you know, uh, uh, kind of um, mystery thriller. M- mystery th- thriller yeah. for yeah. adults. About adult stuff, and I watch the movie, and it's such a simple thing. But you're watching like the scenes in New Orleans. You're watching the scenes where she's walking around the ball, and she does. You know, mm-hmm. there's the whole mm-hmm. like, you know, bachelor bidding thing, and all of these scenes. And I'm just like, these scenes take their time. They are so well done, and this is yep. a movie that has lots of money for no reason. I mean, today <laughs> it feels like this type of movie would just not get this this level of of focus and yeah. so well less talented people would be making it 
Uh, that's, if it got that's an excellent point. This had a list, yeah. you know, Ashley Judd also oh, in yeah. it is so, so good. You know, right. um, what a and wonderful. And is it Tommy Lee Jones? It's been a long time. Yeah, for me. Tommy that... Lee Jones is the is the other guy. And then uh, I always forget his name, character actor who played Captain Kurt or uh, Captain uh, Pike in the J.J. Verse movies um, oh, is the husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, just wonder, wonderful, wonderful movie. Uh, anyways, so check that out yeah. on Netflix. Well, and that reminds me, we were talking off pod, but yeah. <clears throat> um, Jess has watched uh, Die Hard and Die Hard with a Vengeance with me, but we've never watched Die Hard 2, and it's on right. HBO right now. We, we launched that one the other night, and it was pretty late. We didn't make it that far, but I was just thinking, same thing. I was just like, man, this genre of rated R adult action movie yeah. that also has story, like, you know what I mean? That yes. takes its time yes. and does the story, but has great action beats. And it would be considered almost a drama with action now because, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't hit the ground running. And ha- and also just not as much as jammed into the frame. I mean, nowadays mm-hmm. when you're watching action, right, it almost would take like three go rounds if you really wanted to commit that to pick up everything in a Marvel movie right. frame. And at the time, there was something that's that I just love and kind of miss about I guess the Bourne movies are kind of the last ones to do that, even though they they yeah. had a different style. But I just guess, in terms yeah. of like, here's a guy and we're following him, and there's going to be some mystery. Yeah, the first movie stuff. definitely. Yeah, right, right. And um, anyway, and you know, different style, all the jumble camera and stuff. But right. but I really miss that man. And I think they still make them. You know, occasionally they they'll do like an Expendables or a Taken or something. But they seem more self aware of what they're doing. Yeah, they seem to be a little more meta in terms of that genre, not just straight. They're just heavily stylized. And, yeah, and, yeah, For and some reason. you're right. And it's just I think like you the don't Matrix need it. changed just, the game so much. Like the Matrix maybe. needed to be stylized, but right. after that you had this 10-year run of like everything that was looked like Underworld, right? And it was heavy right. shadows and it was a lot of like oh, God, CG the 2000s movement. were rough, man. <laughs> oh, bullets that were bending, you know, and yeah. whatever that movie was and just and and then we kind of came out of it and now it's yeah, it's like it almost feels like the only kind of standard style you know, just thrilling action stuff is the Marvel stuff, but that's also just superheroes. You're not really getting any of the ordinary guy right. kind of clunking through things. So anyway, it made me uh, I'm sure those scripts miss, are out there. They're those. just choosing not to make them. You know, we, yeah. the, the, uh, the, it's yeah. all out there. Um, or like, like I just said, or they're making them without top-notch people. I mean, that, that changes the whole right. thing, the product you're going to get. Yeah, it becomes the same story. a C movie, even though it has really good bones, just because, right. yeah, you have a subpar DP, subpar director, subpar writer, subpar, you know, and it's yeah. like the story's yeah. there. But yeah, that's, that's right. a great point. Um, anyway, well, let's thanks, talk about man. some, t- <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Hey, fuck you. No, hey, Moving uh, on. Well, so. real, real quick, real quick. I just wanted to mention, I, uh, I also caught that 40 years of Rocky doc that oh, you recommended. Yeah, Loved yeah. it. I mean, come Wasn't on, it good? I'm such a fan, but it was yeah. really enjoyable and just quick and exactly very, what it needed to be. Very heartfelt. And just, good, just a yeah. quick deal. But the other, the other two, I kind of wanted to mention that I had, or three that I'd watched, um, that I hadn't seen. They're, they're a little bit older, but, um, Lucy in the sky. Did you see that when it came out? Oh, you know, I still haven't seen it. Was it good? It was interesting. It, you know what? Watching the trailer to that, they don't give you away much. Right. I did not realize, and hopefully this is okay for me to tell you, yeah, that this is her. loosely based on that astronaut that put the diaper on and drove across country. Is it? To try I, to, I think I did know that. I didn't know that. Reading press so I'm watching it, yeah. this, and, and I'm looking at all the pressures on her and how she looks like she's about to have a mental breakdown and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the point where she's like planning her drive, and I'm like, oh, I know oh, this story. This is that. <laughs> Even though it's a fictionalized <laughs> sure, you know, sure. version. 
Um, but kind of kind of a weird thing. I'm well, not, that I don't director know Noah Hawley is nuts, and okay. uh, he's so Noah Hawley. All he's really known for is he made the Fargo TV show, which okay. has had a few different seasons, and okay. then he made uh, Legion, which was the X Men takeoff show on FX. That right. is nuts, right. Right. Uh, totally right. nuts. And then, um, like, I would say by far the weirdest TV show, and I put it up to. Twin Peaks or anything else that's ever been on TV. I think it's the mm. weirdest TV show ever made. Um, and then <laughs> okay. um, uh, and then he is supposedly in line to do a Star Trek movie. And that's oh, why it it's a weird thing <laughs> oh, because he yeah. doesn't necessarily have a track record of making accessible content. Not right. that you need it to be, but I guess Star Trek, you kind of need it yeah, to you be. Do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. That's hard uh, sci-fi compared to Star Wars, I'm, but that's sci-fi for the I'm masses regardless. I'm a fan regardless. of him, but in the right context. So I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm unsure. But I still haven't watched that. I'm going to watch it. Well, it was better than Ad Astra. Um, okay, the awesome. Two, <laughs> the other two. Um, Fuck Ad Astra. Did you ever see Spotting? Blind Spotting? Yeah, um, truly. Did you ever see Blind Spotting? Uh, yes, I loved Blind Spotting. We did too. So um, when it came I, out. I had not seen it. Very powerful. Um, I'm Love not going to dive totally into it, but I would just recommend that to people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And with Hamilton now being out also, I mean, one of the one of the key right. actors from Hamilton. Um, and then we watched the documentary Showbiz Kids. Did you watch that? No. Showbiz Kids that? on HBO. So it's... Um, it's a series of interviews with different celebrities that have, you know, grown up in the industry. Okay. Um, and it is uh, horrifying in some ways. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely goes into all the problems with the industry. I mean, from obviously just ex- overexposure when you're young and drugs and things like that, but also the pedophilia that we all know oh, yeah. exists in that world. Um, and, uh, but it also, you know, there's some that seem totally, you know, they've come through it. I don't think it's totally one-sided. I think you get like people that, hey, we lived this and we're, you know, we just came out of it okay. Or people that seem like they're well-adjusted despite what they went through. And it could be even something as simple as like if somebody had a stage mom that was driving them too mm-hmm. hard. Outside of that, there's not anything else, but that can be traumatic. Um, and they're also interviewing kids who are trying now, um, you know, to to kind of get through the industry. But it's Alex Winter is the actual uh, oh, the director and he's doing the interviews. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of cool and then but they interview Evan Rachel Wood, um uh is it Mila Jovovich? I always Mila mess up Jovovich, her name. Yeah, yeah. Um Cameron Boyce who just died recently oh. from an epileptic seizure in his uh in his sleep, but he's one of the younger ones and the Disney kids that they're kind of talking wow. about. But Henry Thomas from ET, they get some good stuff and Will Wheaton, you know, from Stand oh, By Me sure, and obviously yeah. Star Trek. Um, it's just an interesting thing. They get Jada Pinkett Smith in there talking about today versus then and predators and more knowledge about that, but also social media and how can you navigate that now? Uh, it's, it's really good, man. It's really powerful and it's really, it's not going to make you feel good at the mm-hmm. end, but I think it's really worth watching. So check out Showbiz Kids I'm, I'm, uh, for anybody on my list. I'm going yeah, to, who, who hasn't seen it yet. It's, um, it's powerful. So anyway, but that's, that's it for me on, on flicks. If you want to jump into right on TV. Yeah. Stuff. Um, there's, uh, not a ton of TV right now. A lot of shows are ending. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of sh- stuff is, uh, coming out right now. Um, I personally am, uh, in the middle of I'll Be Gone in the Dark on HBO, which is fantastic. Ooh, Man, yeah, that's good. It's great. God, that's um, good. unsolved mysteries. I've watched a couple episodes of on Netflix. That's also we have in- enjoyable. Um, yeah. I'm not done Same. with it, but, uh, yeah. Um, and, um, and I'm in the middle of 
finishing dark, which I've talked about. And yeah. as time has gone on, because it, 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 it really is different now than it was last time I talked to you about it. I was in the first season last time I talked about dark and I probably said something to the effect of, um, it's pretty derivative. I'm, I, mm-hmm. it's pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's extremely well written and acted, I just wasn't super engaged with it. That right. all is true about the first season. Um, but that first season sets everything up really well. And the second season is like a hundred percent faster. Um, oh, and right more on. interesting to me. Um, and then they, the, and it's not predictable. Um, a lot of things happen. Uh, and some, per, some of the perform, I've cried multiple times in the second oh. season. These performances were so good. Um, I, so from a time travel fan perspective, I cannot recommend it highly enough because it's yeah. so, 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 uh, it's such good time travel storytelling. Okay. May, with the, I mean, Back to the Future is literally referenced in the show a lot, with the exception of Back to the Future for its reasons that it's the classic. This yeah. might be the best time travel storytelling ever. Um, Jesus. So right. much more dense and thought out than anything I've ever seen. Because how, okay, so I guess here's the real question. How often is time travel in a show it's in a movie you're limited in how much of a story you can tell pretty much that's a more badly done a show like or bad yeah and that's (laughs) that's exactly why last time i talked about it i'm like it's derivative of twin peaks and lost and and donnie darko and all these things um but this is it really has the time to to do what you want it to do um Mm -hmm. and i i don't think i've ever thought recently wow if I was a writer, this is what I would be writing. Meaning every beat is just so exactly satisfying to my brain where I'm just like, you don't have that thought of like, it's not what I would have done, but okay. You know, it's so pitch perfect to what kind of should be happening. So, um, so I think we can all agree that, uh, that was what held, uh, Austin Powers spy who shagged me back. So I'm glad <laughs> yeah, that this yeah. this got it right. Best for you, you all too. Not to worry about it. <laughs> not to uh, think about this. Don't, don't. Yes, that just enjoy goes for the you ride. all too. This one thinks about it a lot. That's, that's um, nice. Anyways, so the point to all of this is that that is my review of season two, and I'm starting season three now. So season three, I cannot mm. speak to. I don't know if it's as good. It's got really good reviews, but um, okay. check out Dark. Just know it's in German, and uh, try to do the right thing and and watch in German do not do the terrible yeah. dubbing yeah. And, and also uh, go back and, and watch do the right thing because it's a masterpiece <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah exactly um, um, well other than that that's show, pretty man, much our, our cycles TV yeah yeah our cycles have really synced up okay cool TV <laughs> for the first <laughs> nice. time maybe nice. ever <laughs> just because there's less of it I guess yeah right. there's not much to do um, but no we love yeah. um, uh, Unsolved Mysteries too like mm-hmm. we've enjoyed I mean obviously the different episodes all are that crime rate, stuff is actually yeah. just really entertaining and satisfying just intriguing yeah if you're a human being you're gonna get pulled in and you don't always want it because it's dark you know and there's some stuff that's just depressing but um yep. that and i'll be gone in the dark i think is the superior thing clearly oh, i mean that's just i mean fantastic. it's outstanding yeah but the unsolved mysteries is you know this is just a vehicle that too. works it's funny that it ever went away it's good too so anyway um i think well, we can talk about some news um uh, unfortunately as always i'm gonna spew out some deaths we had quite a lot of them yeah uh you know marconi marconi 
Uh, that at the, 90, 91 years old. You know, Char- when you're the, yep. it's a different style, but when you're the only guy that even really gets mentioned along with John Williams when right. it comes to like just master, mm-hmm. you know, maestros for doing scoring to films. And I mean, in some ways, man, I think Williams is, for my taste, he's just the all-timer. And right. there's something that feels so classic about him. Like it's just mm-hmm. familiar and it's like comfort food and it just hits all the traditional, it feels like classic filmmaking. Morricone is like, something beyond you know what i mean something bigger like the hyper real and this mm-hmm. he's up in the stratosphere that the operatic style and uh, you know just i mean you saw once well upon that's what happens West, when you're european when you're american <laughs> it's just mean potatoes you're but right when you're, you're right when you're that's european what it's it's high art 100 percent. Uh, yeah <laughs> but no i mean honestly man there, there there are arguments to be made that the whole last 30 minutes of the good the bad and the ugly mm-hmm. first of all don't really mean anything without that score Right. But but that is a, as much as just the marriage of visual and sound or, or its mm-hmm. score, probably the gold standard of any movie ever made, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's just those last 30 minutes are just fucking art. And, right. um, and in addition to that, I don't know how much you know as far as these spaghetti westerns, but you've got a director who, after the first of those dollar trilogy movies, mm-hmm. you know, a fistful of dollars, started writing the film and cutting the film to what he knew the music was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So by The Good, The Mad, and The Ugly, he was editing with the music playing mm-hmm. in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not even like thinking about it. And then by the time Once Upon a Time in the West happened, they would play it sometimes. They On scored set, the whole thing right? like before and they would play yeah. it as they filmed. So yeah. like, again, like quite an impact. Wild. Wild. Uh, I know we've got more to cover, but man, what a what a G. What an absolute yeah. stuff. Well, that's so. why I put him first. Um yeah. but uh but you know, he was old. Um and uh yeah, long happy you know, RIP. As far as um Charlie Daniels died at eighty three years old. Uh you know, wonderful uh country uh fiddle uh, great player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Grant uh, Imahara from um Mythbusters died. He was only uh, forty nine. He had like a brain aneurysm or something like that. Yeah, just dropped um, dead. That was pretty you terrible. Never know, man. Um, Kelly Preston died. She was 57, uh, from breast cancer. That was a huge um, drag. It is, um, uh, pretty widely known that Scientologists do not treat cancer properly. Um, that they don't, uh, it's against their religion, if you can say it that way. And so they, uh, so uh, that's my, I, I we're never, we're never going right. to really know. But, but I had also, uh, yeah, there's now all these reports that she had seen like the top cancer specialists like well, now, and I just don't know which spin. one to think about. They're good at yeah, spin. No, oh, so sure. I, I just, sure. I, I don't have any, uh, any knowledge. Uh, well, it's a huge drag. It's just <laughs> tragedy just, regardless. Yeah. And, you know, they had another kid um, after their son died right. of that so, so you could tie it to that like i he i know he wasn't taking any medication the son right. you know i don't want to get right. into this whole like no no we're not thing, going but, to but, but but in having that these are that the questions kid later that we ask life, ourselves yeah and having that kid later in life i know something about the estrogen and things from having a child that late can also mm-hmm. cause cancer so you know right. either way it's just it's tragic oh, no, it sucks she um, had cancer for sure um, and i but, mean i think yeah. back like i you know i was a she's not like the a-list star you think about uh, you know in the same light as some but you know i Growing up with, I mean, Jerry Maguire and growing up yeah. with, uh, for love of the game and, you know, all these different movies. I mean, yep. she just pops. She's just one of those people that pops up blues. a bunch and just, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, dude. Yeah, yeah. N- nothing better than that yeah. opening scene and nothing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, just sad. Just Very a sad. fat idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. In the beginning, it was different. In the beginning, you were better. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> Check out Nothing uh, well, to Lose when that's, you're feeling uh, That's very sad, of course. And the last uh, one on that list is Naya Rivera, very young actress. She was in Glee and stuff. They found her body in the lake uh, a week ago or whatever. This one's probably the most um, crushing. Super, super, super sad. Uh, her, she was swimming with her four-year-old son, I think, and uh, something happened, and she saved him, got him out of the water. Yeah, um, the thought is that but, the boat wasn't anchored and started got in a current, and started drifting so fast yeah. that she was just like yeah. trying to tear over and catch it. And I mean, it's a, I guess it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a lesson to be safe when you're boating and swimming and all those things, and that water is no joke, uh, and you can drown very easily but what a terrible terrible story yeah. but uh, her and her I, family apparently have been going to that lake since she was a kid and she's I, I guess from the area yeah and now there's some things they're saying like you know we, they should really have better warning i mean who knows what's true but better warnings in terms of strong tides sometimes whirlpools things like that that right. you know maybe they shouldn't even allow swimming maybe it should just be boating and and right. who knows i mean if this yeah. makes somebody else safer that's good but it's just right. a, a tragedy either way and thinking about that glee cast man now i mean oh gosh, three yeah. now at this point that are so young i, yeah. I, I don't believe in any kind of curses and stuff no, and you can yeah. see how those things start getting said because yep. it is a, a very yeah, a lot of shocking for that shocking and crew. she uh she was also really wonderful i did i did a tiny little shoot with her a couple of years ago that judd apatow oh, directed it no was way. like a voting it was like a, a rock the vote type of shoot before mm-hmm. uh fucking trump uh and um <laughs> she did a little segment um and i just remember her being so incredibly cool and i I had put like her mic transmitter in her boot at her request or something mm-hmm. like that. She had like mm-hmm. these big boots and I put the mic transmitter in her boot and then I put a little bit of tape on the boot and I'll never forget that when I took the tape off, it like had a, there was a mark on her boot that didn't seem to come off. And I was like, Oh my God, this is looks permanent. And I was so apologetic. I was like, let me know, you know what we can do. And she was just like, Oh my God, don't even worry. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Nice. You know, she was just nice. so, so cool. And I felt well, so bad. Awesome. And that was like some guilt that I had always because you don't want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, ruin course. someone's clothing. And you're like, are oh, these thousand dollar boots, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Anyways, point being, she was just wonderful and uh, super sad. Yeah, Awesome. But makes it even sadder. Yeah, exactly. Drag. Exactly. Drag. Um, anyways, so moving on from that, let's talk about some news. Um, there's not a ton of news that I have noted. Uh, one of the fun ones which we haven't even seen this black widow movie yet it'll be a while probably before we see it yeah yeah um but the news is that they are passing the black widow character to florence Pugh, which is her sister in the movie so that's sort of in the movie that hasn't come out yet correct yeah the mantle is being that's we're 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 under the impression this is what's happening and i'm very excited about that well i I like her florence is outstanding so that's that's some cool news um Today is Sunday, July 19th. Coming up on Wednesday, uh, the 22nd, is Comic-Con. Because we can't have a real Comic-Con, they're doing a virtual Comic-Con, and it's totally just all oh, over shit. the internet. There's no, like, you don't have to pay or, or sign up for anything. But starting Wednesday, start Googling Comic-Con. Go on your social media. Yeah, we got to um, check that out. Because essentially all the bodies that be that do comic-con um are going to be doing virtual stuff um so just you know hashtag comic-con all that kind of stuff and um and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of cool movie news and uh and all kinds of stuff coming up this week and a lot of like panels and discussions that's really cool zoom meets so uh, that's coming up 
Um, I went to one Comic Con, as you know, and had a blast. I do know that. But I, yeah. I don't think I would ever go through all of the. <laughs> very rarely, I would go through all the hurdles and everything else to get there again. What an I mean, ordeal. something that I wanted yeah. to do, and I'm so happy I did. Sure. But this virtual one, that's. I mean, of course, I'd be down for this. Sounds better. Down times 100. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, a little easier. Um, I guess. Anyway. So and free. Um, yeah, that's so. That's uh, last up, let me just talk about the state of our movie theaters. Um, up until pretty recently, the thought was that around July thirtieth, um, movie theaters around the country would have something of a green light mm-hmm. to start reopening. This probably what wouldn't have applied to major cities yet, right? But there's right. enough small towns that are not, you know, in not spots super stuff. terrible condition that they could open up theaters. But the problem is, there's nothing to show, and this is already a problem yeah. in the UK. Most theaters in the UK have reopened, but they have no movies. There's no movies coming out. So, they have um, nothing on Friday nights to, you know. I guess they're programming old stuff, but I, I don't really know. Um, but it's a very, very weird situation that we're in. And the reality is a lot of the news uh, in the last couple of weeks in July has been kind of like, uh, we don't know that theaters are going to open the way that we thought. It might right. be a very right. long time. I read one today that was like, yeah, we might. it might be 2021. It might be next year. It might be next summer. You know, these are wild yeah. things that we went I from know. it opening it up in a couple of weeks to now talking about years. And obviously, this is all just the media media blows things out of proportion all the time so who knows nobody knows what's really going to happen i do know that um there was a um an official request from amc and i think cinemark and regal in new jersey um like a legal um uh case that has already been shot down by a judge that they were making the case they were trying to make the case for themselves let us reopen you have um, you know, retail is reopened, uh, libraries mm-hmm. have reopened, salons, all these other things that, you know, people sort of gather at have reopened. Let us reopen, you know, with some kind of reduced capacity. And it's already been denied by a judge. So uh, it's a very, very weird time. Not that any of this is important. Obviously, people need to be safe, but this is a movies podcast, and we do Still want important. to go to Still movies uh, again soon. So we're not we're saying wor- it's more important than no, people, no. But, it's but we are important. worried about um, we are worried about whether these theater companies will exist at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it is the same as you know airlines or anything. These are yeah, things that on. might not make it. Jobs um, and way of life uh, factors into this. I mean, yes, and, I, and yes. I'm not putting that above, you know, no, no. anybody's lives, obviously. But it has, it has but to be part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, because uh, anyway. these are, these are, not, these are uh, not just money, but like you said, these are thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of jobs and yeah. uh, big, big companies that, um, you know. This has been really wild, man. I, I mean, who knows when it's going to end or, or what the overall arc of this thing is going to be. I mean, I think we all went into it so um, – kind of it was such a slow burn right like right. you were hearing things early on and you're like oh this is kind of scary and then like oh maybe it's not as bad as we thought and then suddenly things were shut down but it seemed yeah. like oh we got ahead of it and that you know it just it's just been such a wave and and that whole idea of like hum, hum, humans are very good right at planning if they can see where the end is and they can kind of track things and this whole sure. idea of having no idea if we're at the beginning of this near the end right in the middle um you know does this end in 2020 does this end in 2022 you know what I mean? well like, and if you're like me and you ha- you're completely worried about the income of it all mm-hmm. um i won't work until all this stuff uh reopens you know yeah. one thing will lead yeah. to another thing which will lead to 
things really happening again and things reopening. So um, the idea that uh, that no stuff needs to stay closed because mm-hmm. uh, of safety. Uh, well, my safety is significantly at risk. Um, yeah. if things don't open and maybe right. that's naive, but it's a fact. So if, no, if no, you're someone that has a job, uh, and you're talking about things needing to stay closed, uh, just know that I'm one of, you know, uh, millions and millions and millions of people that, uh, literally cannot work. Um, right. you know, well, and also like, again, to turn it, this is again, I'm not ranking these things, but it's just in terms of overall effect for people who are working, not having those ways of life that we're used to in right. terms of leisure that get you through your work week too. I mean, you right. know what I mean? Like there is that idea there's of a, there's we so have a weekend to recharge yeah. and going out and seeing movies or hanging out with friends or going to a right. restaurant or part of right. that. And I think just the mental health of everybody not having those things too, even if you're fortunate, like I'm fortunate I've been working the whole time through. Right. But it's a really weird vibe, man. And people are, you can tell people are all, understandably snappier and seem more Mm -hmm. depressed at work. I think because it's just kind of the doldrums of just this cycle of endless, you know what I mean? Like, where are we? We don't know what's really going on or when this is ending. Right. That plays has an effect there too. Uh, So definitely, definitely. Anyway, well, the news has been really depressing as shit on this episode. Yeah, that's it. Well, there's some upcoming movies I can talk about. These are kind of sort of fun. (laughs) Um, August 14th. Yeah, August 14th, we're getting a Netflix movie called Project Power, which is a dumb name. I saw that. (laughs) But it's a movie starring Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That is a dumb um, there's name. A, but I like there's a trailer out that's sort of fun. It's like a superhero movie. Uh, it looks uh, like a stupid superhero movie, but you know what? We like mm-hmm. those, so it might well, be August fun. 14th, uh, shout yeah. out to uh, my childhood friend Spencer Dale. That's his birthday, and also oh. my mom and late dad. That is their anniversary. So, um, oh, wow. I'm sure my mom and uh, she'll watch will this probably movie celebrate and love it, by yeah. watching project power <laughs> i think your mom will love this movie <laughs> she's, all, she's all on board for if this i know anything about your mom my um, dad sure would have loved it right and uh and so that's uh that's the first one on my list of upcoming like kind of bigger movies um on VOD, we're going to have a week later, August 21st, an IFC film, so a very indie film called Tesla. And mm. it is starring Ethan Hawke, who plays Nikola Tesla, and Kyle MacLachlan so this plays Thomas Edison. Um, and uh, it looks very low budget and indie, but it also looks like a weird, different type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks kind of good. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Obviously, we love Ethan Hawke. So, oh, man. so uh, yeah. you know, that that could be great. Um, there is um, a movie by Neon, which is a great production company called Processor. I think that's it. Uh, okay. Oh, no, Processor. Possessor, like the possessor, like the person who possesses. <laughs> um, a little so, different. But directed, there's a, there's a trailer out, Red Band trailer for this Possessor. Um, but, uh, and, and it's good. Um, no release date yet just says coming soon, but directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Um, okay. that is oh, David's David Cronenberg's son. son. 
Yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Um, the body. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, watch the trailer. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looks you know, there's like something. It. This is so stupid, but there really is something that's so exciting about a red band trailer. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, it's so dumb. You go, Ooh, a red band trailer. Ooh. <laughs> like, all right. You look around at everybody. Ooh, yeah. Okay. All right. Checking over your shoulder. Is mom coming? All right. Any kids in here? Get out of here. Exactly. Um, anyways, yeah. Check that out. Um, those are just a few coming up. Those are fun. Um, do you have any uh, upcoming stuff you're excited about that you know about? No. Man, everything that's upcoming that I hope comes out, we've talked yeah. about, and it's we'll just like see when they get movie, here. I mean, yeah. I've been, you talked about Bond earlier. I've been waiting for this Dude, Bond movie now. No Time like, to Die. Um, I just read an article this morning, which may or may not have any basis in reality, but uh, it said something to the effect of they are considering moving it to next summer now. Um, yeah, I mean, because that would look, make sense if theaters aren't yeah. even opening for a while, then you got to make the most money. And weirdly, uh, this is all going to extend because of a pandemic. This is all going to extend already the longest term for a Bond actor. Like Daniel Craig's already been <laughs> right. Bond for the longest right. time. And obviously, I don't want this to happen. But if this thing like shoots back like two extra years, it just adds this length of his yes. of his legacy. It's kind of wild. But um, anyway, I'd rather get it now. But we'll, we'll, 100%. You know, we'll see. Well, so uh, you want to do some Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> scores? <laughs> Always. Oh, wow. You got so, excited. Uh, I, got, I got a hiccup. <laughs> hey. Um, this is the Andy Samberg slash Lonely Island <laughs> version <laughs> of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh, this may be my worst album. And yeah, let's do it. Yeah, they're, these are going to be a little hard, I think, which right, is right. why it's fun. I'm in. Um, and, and I'm not including, we were talking about like Lonely Island does all these like made for TV movies. So I'm not including yeah. those. Okay. I'm just including stuff that came out in theaters that okay. uh, or more or less came out in theaters um but the first one is uh, a movie that i really loved i haven't seen since it came out um that is really just a, a, a it's not a lonely island movie but andy's in it um called celeste and jesse forever i loved that one too yeah. i had a feeling you might start with that one yeah um i have no idea how the public or um uh critics responded to this movie i remember right. seeing it at sony uh mm-hmm. in one of the screenings in the uh, cool the yeah yeah um, and I will say that critics gave that movie an 80 and okay. audiences gave it a 75, 71 and 62. So a okay. little less, a little less. Um, about I saw those numbers and I really thought that two, that was a critically loved movie, but, uh, you know, more or less, I mean, it was good, but. Um, well, I really uh, liked it. I think it's a here's a one that Andy's in at some point. I don't exactly remember how big a party oh, is, fun. <laughs> but I love you, man. <laughs> this is like rating Harrison Ford's career being like, what was the Rotten Tomato score for Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round? Where he had his first line. <laughs> You're just okay. like, fuck. I love you, man. Uh, I love you, man. Critics, uh, 78 audiences, 75. 83 and 74. So that's pretty close. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. So um, I, I do yeah. I do really enjoy that movie. I did too. too. That's a, that's a I, good I, one to watch But I again. felt like I remembered people not loving it as much as I, I thought. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking through pictures. I forgot. I was like, who did Andy play? He plays his brother, his oh, gay okay. brother, who's nice. A, a, nice. A, a, a trainer at the gym. Remember, he kept right. 
Fun fact, there's a scene in that movie where they uh, he talks about, you know, the best fish tacos you can get anywhere. And yeah. there's a restaurant down in Venice. And um, Chance, our buddy Chance, uh, has tried those tacos many times. And does oh, think James Beach? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It, they're, Loves James yeah. Beach. Whatever. And yeah. he's <laughs> taken me there a bunch of times based on that. So there you go. So we got fish tacos um, out of it. And funny enough, the J.K. Simmons plays the dad in that, which, of course, ah, is the Andy Samberg connection with J.K. Right. Um, right. Okay. So next up, Hot Rod. Oh, man. See, this is one that I really enjoy. I and I don't know if people <laughs> do. Um, right. I will say critics for Hot Rod. I'm going to guess critics didn't get this movie and <laughs> gave it a uh, 65. Okay. And I'm going to say that audiences gave it a 72. So they didn't get it even more than you thought. So critics <laughs> gave it a 39. Oh, Jesus and, Christ. Uh, and an audience is brutal. 64. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. They wow. really didn't like that yeah. one. Um, okay. Here's one of your favorites, uh, MacGruber, which wow. was a Lonely Island Fucking movie. masterpiece. Not starring Andy Samberg, but yeah. Lonely Island. Um, masterpiece. Okay. Critics from MacGruber, 65. <laughs> <laughs> Audiences, 75. Oh, you're going to be so sad. 48 and 35. Audiences lower than critics. Yeah, man, people just don't get it, man. That is a that is <laughs> another one of those. Comedies. I would agree with you. Hey, listen, it falls <laughs> into the same. Yes, the naked gun category. It's the uh-huh. walk hard category. But oh, no, that is a, no, no, a no, hidden no, no. gem. If I've ever seen one, this deserves a ninety rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I agree. I really, I really, really do like MacGruber too. I and mean, Val Kilmer's hilarious. Uh, Kristen yes, Wiig yes. is fucking hilarious. There are so many yes. stupid, hilarious beats. How about let me take the radio right now? How about he takes the radio with him every time he gets out of the car? <laughs> Dude, uh, when she's touch. ordering at the from the coffee place and he's telling him, no, I would never order that. Change the order, like in her earbud. She's just trying to pass as him, <laughs> dressed up as a moving target, like live bait. It's unbelievable. Great. It's great. So um, funny. Check out my so, so we funny. just talked about Palm Springs. What do you think that's getting right now? Oh, um, okay. Uh, I'll say critics for Palm Springs have given it a uh, an 80, and audiences okay. have given it an 82. 93 Ooh. and 91. Wow. I was a decade lower. Yeah, decade. For the first time on this list. <laughs> well done, Andy. The um, newer stuff, I always wonder if yeah. it, stuff stays, you know, because stuff will also shoot up on the IMDb all time mm-hmm. list right after it comes out. And you'll be like, wow, 20th best movie ever, huh? It's and a recency a year, bias. Yeah, yeah it's like a, a 220th. So That's fair. Um, anyway. Well, we'll see. But we'll cool. we'll I'm, check I'm in glad, with you. Though, in I'm glad year. it got a good, yeah, um, good rating. I think that's pretty accurate. I love that movie. Um, and the last one I have is maybe my favorite Lonely Island Andy Samberg thing ever. Uh, pop star. Never stop. Never stop. <laughs> okay. I don't think critics liked it. I, I did. <laughs> um, critics, I will say, it's so, it's so hard for me to go below 60s even when they don't like it, but sometimes they are brutal. I'll say critics 62, and I will say audiences uh, 70. Six. I think that was a mosquito. Seventy nine and sixty five. Oh, okay. So right. that actually shocked me because time. I remembered it being not loved that yeah. much. Yeah. Um, which it wasn't. It did terribly, I think, financially. But uh, seventy nine from critics is pretty good. So yeah, I don't know. and also um, kind of inverted. Like I would have thought. Uh, again, I just think Lonely Island. I think okay, audiences like this better than. 
you know, sure, Roger Ebert yeah. types. Um, I love Popstar so much, and um, I just I actually watched a little interview. I think it was on Collider or something. Uh, was it Collider? Yeah, it was a Collider uh, interview with all the guys. They did a little Zoom mm-hmm. meeting, mm-hmm. and the guy was asking him about Popstar, and they talked a little bit about their disappointment in the marketing of it. They were like, it really wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. You know the this style of of you know movie, but uh, anyways, uh, that's kind of along the Pop lines Star. of Walk Hard too. We're really bringing it full circle here yes. because those that's are why. Very... What do you think? You know, I'm doing the thing. Yeah. I don't care what people say about you. You're smarter than, than you look. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got very good at this podcasting. <laughs> Um, anyways, pop star, never stop, never stopping. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. If you saw it when it came out, watch it again. Yeah, um, for sure. Because it's so wonderful. Um, you know, I was thinking, yeah. I was just rattling in my head kind of the, some of those sketches they ran on SNL. I mean, obviously we all know kind of the dick in a box and, you know, just in my pants and all those things yeah, on a boat all and all that stuff. Skip. But I really, 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 truly love the Iran I don't know if you remember that one. <laughs> yes, it's an all timer for yeah. me where I ran as in the actual country. But I, I love ran so that far one. away. Um, really cracks me up. And also, if you go all the way back there, you know, their first sketch, just that. Le- Do you remember the lettuce sketch where uh-huh. they're just sitting on the steps oh, dude, just eating lettuce? The, that came out. <laughs> Uh, that sketch came out as one of the first videos you could download, I think, through iTunes. Oh, like no when way. there was a video element to iTunes. Yeah. And I remember I remember my video library on iTunes being like that was the only thing. It was lettuce. Right. right and right. and that was I think around the time that the first iPod video came out. Which you could put videos on. So for the longest time, it was the only thing I had on my iPod video was lettuce. Right. And it was right, just right. like I'd watch it, you know. Oh, and man. So funny. But a perfect sketch. Yeah. A perfect so sketch. So stupid and so great. That Such a simple idea that so plays so good. well. But Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, yeah. I was going to say. It was theirs. There's just so Captain many. Captain Jack Sparrow is so good. Anything. That's why Popstar works for me so much because they're so musically inclined. There are obviously sketches and things that they did that weren't music, but they're mostly yeah. a music group. Uh, well, and also and, the yeah. other one that I wanted for anybody who like came up watching the OC, which I know you did. And I did. Um, <laughs> yes, their Shia LaBeouf with Shia um, uh, is an yeah, all. That was the Imogen Heap so. song that oh, was man, like so everybody bad. made fun of at the time. So yes, so absolutely. Anyway, um, pretty great. Well, anyways, I really, I really do admire everything that they do, uh, at least to some degree. Um, the next segment we should do before we wrap up is hidden gem. Do you have one? I do, and from. You said Imogen. What was the group? Uh, Imogen Heap. Yeah, from Imogen Heap to Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. Yeah. Uh, I, I will. Uh, <laughs> no relation. Yeah. Um, I'm going to rattle off a movie that uh, she, I guess, stars in. It's more of an ensemble cast. But have mm-hmm. you ever seen the movie She's Funny That Way? Um. Oh, no. Wait, you told me about this. That's why. Yeah, I, mean. I okay. just recently yeah, yeah. told okay. you about got it. it. Got it, got it, got um, it, yep. That, you know, I don't feel like anyone ever saw it. I had never even no, but heard I read it. it. I wrote it down. Uh, Owen Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a, bun- there's a bunch of people in it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston actually has a small kind of peripheral role, and I think it's hysterical. It's kind of like her in, like, Horrible Bosses, where she's just sort of <laughs> Weird. kind of a depraved, yeah. crazy character, and yeah, I think yeah. she does a good job as that. Um, but it is uh, it is a Woody Allen movie not directed by Woody Allen, if that makes okay. any sense. Like, it is fully <laughs> sure. that tone. Sure. Um, I, I like it uh, so much. Um, it what Jess and I watched it. We both really enjoyed it. Um, it's, you know, it's a sort of an intellectual movie, but it's an absurd movie, you know, and it's built around this theater show that's coming out and this call girl escort service that 
they, they kind of get tied in with the director and all these other people and it just kind of goes from there. But, um, it's really funny, man. It's, it's really, a, I mean, it is original outside of, again, like the Woody Allen sort of, um, you know, his films that he's done. I mm-hmm. can't think of anything else I would really compare it to, but it's Peter Bagdanovich who directed it. Um, sure. and there's a ton of people in it. I mean, there's a small cameo, um, by, um, uh, Quentin Tarantino and uh, just a ton of people, but uh, really, right. really good. Uh, check it out. Uh, funny, fun, uh, silly, smart, um, good flick. That's great. Yeah, you uh, told me about it recently. I put it on my list. Um, but the list keeps growing. I keep watching stuff, but there's yeah. still the list keeps getting longer. You, you'll never it's get ahead so of it. But you know, it's in the journey, Kelly. Like Frodo and Sam, it's yeah. more about the the long walk. You know, I totally, than throwing I the ring totally the know out. what you're saying. I, I know, get it. I know I you get did. it. I knew that one would land um, with you. So. <laughs> so my hidden gem is a really weird one. I was really racking my brain about like, what do I, what is weird that I haven't thought about in a long time? And so this is not a movie as much as a collection of content that was on some DVDs. So are you personally, I don't think we've ever talked about it because it was pre us hanging out, but um from two thousand two, there was a time when we didn't hang out. <laughs> yeah, from two thousand two <laughs> to two thousand five, there was something called the director's label uh, DVDs. Are you aware of them? I am not. Um, I'm not aware. In the high school that I went to, where I was in drama, and there was a lot of other like film nerds and stuff. Um, this was a big thing, and and anybody that's listening that that is or was uh, kind of uh, of my same age and everything, um, and trying to get into filmmaking and uh, making videos and stuff like that was probably aware of these. I remember coming up to uh, L.A. to like Amoeba to try to find these DVDs and finally buying them all and like mm-hmm. cherishing them, being, taking very good care of them and watching them as much as I could. Um, and it, it was essentially like a, a little film school um, in that all these DVDs had on them. Each DVD was of a different director. And these directors were not necessarily feature directors at all. They were lesser known music video directors or um, short film directors. Uh, Spike Jones was one of them very famously. Um, uh, Mark Romanek was another one. And and there were quite a few others. Um, Anyways, there were multiple of them. And, uh, and it really was like a little film school in that, if you watched all of this, you really got inspired from mm. the simplicity of a lot of this. Also, the creativity of a lot of this. Uh, Michelle Gondry was one of them. And, of course, all his stuff's really bizarre and, and wild. Um, and so uh, I highly recommend, because these are really obscure DVDs, and some of you have them at home. I've got them. But um, at least Google it. Look them up. If you're, I think there's a... There's a case to be made that nowadays, like indie filmmaking is still so commercial um, that this kind of almost looks back at a time where no budget meant no budget Mm -hmm. meant like, okay, I've got a VHS camera. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. go out and make a music video that will then play on MTV. I mean, that's an over-exaggeration, no, I, but I that's the vibe of yeah. this stuff. Um, it feels very, uh, for lack of a better term, very California. It feels very, like, scrappy. It feels very, very good. And a lot of this stuff is still holds up as just brilliant and interesting. Wow, um, okay. And so all you can really do is, I guess you can Google this stuff and then look it up on what's it, What's it called again? It's the director's? It's the director's label. Uh, series uh yeah so if you look up if you just google like director's label yeah 
um, and then look at that Google page or that Wikipedia page. It'll tell you what they all were, you know, each director. Um, and and you can most likely find the majority of it on YouTube. Um, but it, it really where it really shines is like all the special features on those discs. There were all kinds of weird short films uh, and, uh, and and fun stuff. So it's not necessarily easy to find. But um, but or you want to go really far, go on eBay and buy these DVDs because they do exist. You can just buy the set, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, that's a weird, weird roundabout hidden gem, but it's just one of those things that meant a lot to me for a while, and then I completely forgot about. Yeah. Right um, so, so check that's it cool. out. That's um, cool. That's all I've got on gems. I do have a song to take us out. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? No, I'll just say, um, you know, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We're, I mean, at this point, we're well over 25 episodes. We got a couple yeah. commentaries. Um, appreciate all the support. Six, um, to be exact. Yeah, 27 now, right? Uh, yeah, uh, 27, 27 episodes, episodes, six commentaries. And six commentaries. I'm sorry. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, you know, again, if you guys, if there's anything you want to hear about, if there's anything you want us to discuss, any kind of feedback, yeah. feel free to give us a Let call. Us 805 Movies 6, the number 6, just like mm-hmm. the number of commentaries. That's why we'll never do another commentary. Or um, moviesandshit.com yeah. has all of our links as well. Of course, yeah. Tweet at us. Text us. If you're my friends, text Kelly. If you're Kelly's friends, text me. Uh, yep. We'll all make new friends that way. Um, right. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for listening, everybody. Awesome. We're going to listen to Incredible Thoughts, which is one of the wonderful songs from Popstar. Nice. Here we go. In Scotland, a child bites an apple, but the core is rotten. TV is free, but what is the cost? We have GPS, and yet we're still lost. A carrot in the desert, a camel in the garden, a man with giant ears begging your pardon. What if a garbage man was actually smart? A common misconception that we're tearing apart into a dog. Dog food is just food. Into a sock, a mansion's just a big shoe. <laughs> a milk dud sitting in the acid rain. A house cat addicted to the Unlimited floss. These are just a few of our incredible thoughts. Yeah.